interrupted. You didn't say collard greens, did you, Chris? I wrote that in the doc in all caps. They left it off. They left it off the doc. They forgot to put collard greens. Don't call out the squad. Wow. Now I got to hold them accountable. You the ops, bro. You calling out the mafia now. You calling out the mafia. I'm holding the stat boys accountable. <laughs> you got you to gotta have collard greens on your list. We going to move away from John Gotti over here. <laughs> you calling out the mafia. What's up, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Certified Buckets, the can't-miss NBA podcast where we hit on all things hoops and culture, brought to you by Uninterrupted. I'm your girl, Ashley Nicole Moss, and I am here, as usual, with Christian Winfield and Lethal Shooter. How you feeling, fellas? I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Your, your boy down eight pounds today. Feel oh, me? Been wow. Working out. Right, come on now. I'm trying. I'm turning it up. You know what I'm saying? Certified Sexy Summer Loading. Uh, congratulations okay. meanwhile it's like 37 <laughs> degrees in new york so it's a long way from summer you got it's a process you feel me we, we got we got a couple months of work to put in how you doing <laughs> ash what's up with you listen travel during the holidays is never fun but we here. the knicks play tonight Facts. and you know i'm excited so hopefully when everyone hears this show on wednesday it's you know a knicks dub and, and that's the type of energy i'm here for <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, and, and, and LeBron's not playing tonight, so you guys should win. I don't know if that makes or breaks a difference for the Knicks, honestly, <laughs> but we'll get into that one of these days. That's, <laughs> but not, that's not the confidence you've been having in your Knicks. Keep the same confidence. I, I, they they break my heart time and time again. Like the key oh. is to the, the key is to lower your expectations, so when they do do well, you're genuinely surprised. That's the that's the goal. <laughs> you know, Ash, there's there's a team across the bridge. That will, you know what I'm saying, meet and exceed your expectations of what a winning franchise is. I think they have like. their own you know problems in Brooklyn. Weather, Kyrie. You oh, know. Weather? <laughs> weather on Br- Brooklyn is the same. I think, as the, the- I think the cold, no, I think the cold hits them a little different. You know, I'm not quite sure what's going oh, on over goodness. there. But listen, <laughs> we want to go ahead and thank everyone for supporting the show as usual. So make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you happen to be listening. Get at us on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. Why? Because we are too cool for all of that. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you interact with us and maybe, just maybe, you'll hear your comment on the show. All right, fellas. So it is the week of Thanksgiving, which means it's time to reflect on the things we are most grateful about. Or we can take the toxic route and be like that relative who chooses violence at the dinner Uh table, drops hot takes, and in many cases, cold takes that nobody asked for. So I think that's exactly what we'll do in this week's edition of Three on Five. All right, y'all, check ball. It's time for us to go three on five. All right, so topic number one. For the first time in a very long time, it feels like you can crown a handful of players as the best in the league. Now, this is always a discussion that gets super, super heated, especially around the dinner table, because there's cases that can be made for a few names in the league. Now, when Mm. I say the best player in the league, I'm not talking about the MVP. I'm simply asking, who is the best basketball player on the planet right now? Christian, go. Oh, man, this is a tough one, because... You know, I feel like for most of the year, I feel like it was almost unanimous that the best basketball player in the world played in Brooklyn, and that's Kevin Durant. But when I tell you I watched Steph come into Barclays Center and just take everybody's food, 
You know what I'm saying? My boy Steph, he took two steps inside the half court line, pulled up from about, I don't know, whatever that is, 35 to 38 feet. And before the ball even starts coming down, he turned around, walked back on defense. After I saw that, I was like, oh, nah, this is different. That, that man hung, I think, 37 on the Nets, hit nine threes. Um, and just the the attention that the Nets had to pay to him freed up everybody else on the court. I mean, Draymond Green is getting open layups under the basket. You know what I'm saying? Jordan Poole's in the corner wide open. Andrew Wiggins getting wide open shots. And this is without Clay. Yeah. Nah, you know what I'm saying? I love KD. I mean, he is one of the most unguardable players uh, maybe ever. But watching what Steph has been able to do for this Warriors team, man, it's it's been something special. So he gets my vote. And shout out to the Warriors because Clay just got cleared to practice. Which right. means his return is is coming up. They say hopefully around Christmas Day, which would be so much fun. But yeah, I agree. The Warriors are playing incredible basketball, even without Klay Thompson. When Steph gets his splash bro back, that team is going to look unstoppable. I picked them early in the season to come out of the West. A lot of people thought I was crazy because everyone's on the Lakers train. But I I stand by my prediction, and I'm glad it's starting to unfold the way that I predicted. So a lot of people owe me an apology. Christian. Except for the Knicks. (laughs) Why are you going to bring the Knicks into them? We're not even talking about them, Lethal. That's so mean. You're the toxic relative at the dinner table. That's who you are. Bringing a negative energy to Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you, Chris. I have to go with Steph Curry. You know, the things that that he's doing right now is just remarkable. Um, I'm a huge fan. Um, I've been doing um, a few interviews lately and everybody's been asking me, you know, how I feel about Steph. And I just feel like Honestly, I've never seen anybody like him ever in my life. We haven't seen a shooter like him in our life. We haven't seen a shooter that can dribble and shoot like him in our life. And right now, he can't be stopped. So I think he can take the title right now as the best player in the NBA. I agree. So obviously, I love Steph and Uh-oh. huge fan. Oh my gosh, who are you about to with? say? Emmanuel quickly. No, Emmanuel quickly, best <laughs> player say, in the planet. I'm gonna say Julius Randle. No, I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna actually stick with you know someone I've been on this train for a while and that's Kevin Durant. I still think that, you know, when it comes down to it, every layer of basketball, every tier of superstardom, Kevin Durant meets every single layer. I don't think I've ever seen, and this is no knock to Giannis, this is no knock to Steph or LeBron, I just have never seen someone play basketball the way I've seen Kevin Durant. I mean, the last person I can think that I would watch them in just awe is like, Kobe Bryant of how they're just able to do so many different things and do them so like effortlessly. Kevin Durant is a hooper. Like he eats, breathes, sleeps basketball and it showcases in his game. I mean, even to the last series, you know, last season against the Bucks, the man was playing 40 plus minutes, dropping points like it was Rucker Park. It was unbelievable. Even if you weren't rooting for the Nets and obviously I wasn't, you could not (laughs) help but be in awe of what you were seeing from that man. It was like everything in him that told him to stop like he just couldn't like he just he was going on autopilot but the autopilot was so sufficient and so brilliant I'm just a huge Kevin Durant fan you can say what you want about him when it comes to Twitter how he dresses all that other stuff that's nonsense but when it comes down to the nitty-grittiness of basketball I still don't think there's anybody better than him one thing about Steph and you'll probably appreciate this more than me Lethal, is the way he moves off the ball is just ridiculous it's like Good luck trying to catch him. Good luck trying to stick with him. He's like 
running around screens. He's it, it just it's it's crazy just to watch how he's able to get his shots without the ball. And then on top of that, he can just dribble the ball up the floor and shoot from half court. And you have to respect it. Um, and I mean, obviously, KD is a guy who I mean, he's just his size. You know what I'm saying? He's and then he also impacts the game on both ends. Right. KD is a guy who could protect the rim. He could switch onto your guard. You know what I'm saying? He guards your big man. Yeah. And then he's going to bring the ball up the floor and he might get eight assists on you at the same time. So it's it's really a pick your poison between Steph and, and KD. Um, I just happened to watch Steph light Barkley center up and I was like, oh, nah, that's different. Do you think I mean, we're talking about Steph. We're talking about KD before. If you would have had this conversation a couple of seasons ago you know it would have been a unanimous you know LeBron and anybody who sure. didn't say LeBron you were kind of looking at them like oh you're either a hater or you just don't know basketball is right. are we starting to see now not the decline of him in in, in his entirety because he's still a phenomenal player but are we starting to see that you know fall back from the LeBron that we used to you know idolize over is he starting to kind of you know father time catching up with him a little bit yeah, I think so. Absolutely. We're seeing and it's also a what have you done for me lately league, right? And LeBron has missed more games, you know what I'm saying, in the last few months than he's ever missed maybe in his whole career. We've never really seen LeBron see this many injuries until I think the first one was the groin, right? When he got when he came yeah. to LA, he had that groin injury. And a groin and, is a pain injury. Yeah. Like that's it's a pain in the ass injury. Obviously my groin's different than LeBron's groin, but <laughs> I'm just saying it's like it's an it's one of those like it's like a hamstring. It's it's just extremely nagging. And every time you think you've made progress, you try to get back into the swing of things. It reminds you that, nope, I'm still here. Like, it's just a pain in the ass. It's almost like like a hamstring, right? Hamstring injuries don't go away overnight. You got to you got to really put that work in. Um, I do think LeBron has a case to try to remind us all who he is. Not that he Mm. needs to remind us. We know who LeBron is, right? Everybody knows who he is and what he's done. Um, But I think that's powering the Lakers through the rest of the West, right? Like, the West is, is tough. You got Phoenix. You got Denver. Would have loved to see it in the Garden, but the league wants to be a Sheesh. hater, so... And, and we're going to touch on that. But um, I, I think LeBron... I, I think LeBron, at the end of the day, we know where he belongs in Mount Rushmore. But also, at the end of the day, you know, you have to pass the torch eventually. And we got Steph. We got we got KD. We got a bunch of other players. Giannis, you know what I'm saying? Jokic. We got a bunch of players that are worthy of taking that torch from him. It's, it's almost that time. I don't think he's declining. I just think the system that they're in... Um, it isn't fitting for the players that they have. Um, I feel like um, his numbers to me, I, I, I might be wrong if they can pull it up. I don't think his numbers have declined or he has declined as a player. I think his team not winning makes it look like he's declining because if the team was winning on the numbers that he puts up, I think people was trying to say, you know, he's still at, at the top. So I feel like Steph Curry's doing a great job of winning. And Steph, Steph Curry is the best player in the NBA right now because winning does matter. If Steph Curry, number three and 11, and he was playing the way he was playing, I think we would say um, Giannis. So, you know, I don't think he's declining yet. But, you know, like like you say, Chris, time, uh, it will catch up with you. But I think he'll start slowing down in about, you know, three more years. And I, I don't think he's slowing down right now. Three more years. What's that? What's yeah. that? How old would that make him? That's going to put him at close to 40, right? Yeah, roughly. I think he's about to turn 36, I think, or 37. So he's a year younger than you, Melo. You know what happens? And you you know this, Chris. Like, we get so brainwashed when players put up 25, 8, and 10, and they do yeah. it so long that we just think it's normal. Like, that's not normal. Right. Like, the numbers that he puts <laughs> the numbers right. that he puts up, it's like, we're oh, yeah, LeBron, he's a bum. He had 26, 9, and 10. Yeah, he's a bum. I don't like him. Like, right. damn, what does he got to do? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You want him to go yeah, to 50 yeah. every night. Right, right. And I just <laughs> feel like people got to start understanding what, what, what he does, like, in the other different people that we named, they are the best. But I feel like... If the Lakers was to change their offensive system, 
uh, to Ooh. fit the players that they have, I think it'll it'll help the team because I think the system that they have the ball lags too long. Yeah, Ooh, he's he yeah. coming for Frank Vogel, y'all. <laughs> Frank Vogel in the hot seat. The Warriors Be have quiet. the Splash Bros, and we have <laughs> yeah. the Stat Bros because John yeah. just said that LeBron turns thirty-seven on twelve thirty. He's a Capricorn like your girl, which explains his greatness because we are the goats, and that is what we do. All right, guys, so moving on to topic number two, let's be honest, nobody cares about divisions in the NBA. It's not like the NFL. It's just not a thing. However, if we were going to go ahead and talk about divisions, the Pacific Division seems to be a goldmine of storylines and narratives. You have the defending Western Conference champs, both L.A. teams, the squad with the league's best record, and the team that just fired their head coach. So I got to go ahead and ask you, Lethal, give me a hot take about one of these teams, and I need you to say it with your chest. One of the teams <laughs> in the Pacific Division. Don't hold any punches, Lethal. Come on. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to hold it down. I, just, I think the Warriors are the best team in the league right now, and I feel like some people are like, are trying to say, um, you know, let's, let's see over time. It's nothing to see. Everything that they need within that system, and a good example is Gary Payton's son. What's his name? Gary Payton II, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, he played for the Lakers a few years ago, and and he's one of those players that played on their G League team, and they let him go. But the the Warriors do a good job of finding. Okay, we need somebody in the system just to play defense, just to slash, dunk the ball, and just rebound. He fit in that system, and I feel like uh, this year the Warriors have a great chance. I love what the Suns are doing; they're awesome. But I think the Sun, I think the Warriors have a great chance if Clay comes back to do what he does at least. At an 80% window, I think the Warriors can win it. For me, it's I, I've been on the Warriors train since the beginning, yeah. so yeah. I'm not even going to go ahead and you know regurgitate that. But for me, the biggest storyline is I, I you know we got to talk about the Kings. I think we've been talking about yeah. blowing them up forever. I just yeah. think they're dragging their feet on that. Christian, I'll get your opinion on that. For me, my hot take, and I don't know if it's a hot take because I think a lot of people agree with it, I think what happened with the Suns last year was a fluke. And I don't think we'll see them in the finals this year or next year. I just think Ooh. that. And when I say a fluke, that sounds ugly because Phil Jackson always says winning a championship is 50% talent and 50% luck. And, and that's true. You know, the health of the league, you know, your your health and your availability is your best asset. And you can be the best team. You can be the best player in the world if you're never healthy. It doesn't matter. So I think all the stars aligned for Phoenix, because let's be honest, if you look at that team, and you look at the teams also in that conference, healthy teams, bar for bar, Phoenix wasn't coming out of the West. Let's. I love Devin Booker. He has a bright future. He's only talk beginning talk. to show you know signs of the player that he is. Obviously, Chris Paul, one of the point gods in the NBA, in NBA history rather, they weren't coming out of the West if everyone was healthy. That just is what it is. I don't think they're coming out of the West this year. I think they're missing that component and I can't put my finger on it. I watch them play and I'm like they're missing a piece there's something missing to help take this team to the next level and they just haven't found the formula just yet so I don't know but Christian I gotta ask you give me your give me your hot take or your cold take from from the Pacific Division there's only one team that deserves praise right now well no there's many teams that deserve praise but one team made the right decision that oh my god 
That didn't did go just, how I wanted it to go. Are you making it rain? I was, no, are you I was making trying it to rain? make it rain, but this isn't the strip club. Oh, we can tell, we can tell he's never been to look, a strip club. No, I think certified buckets might be giving him more money than we getting because I can't. I don't got oh. no money to throw up in there. I don't think he's ever been to a strip club. That was an amateur. That was an amateur make it rain moment. It hit the ceiling, unfortunately, <laughs> and it didn't do what I wanted hey, it to you do. You need to use that money and fix your Wi-Fi because I this, can't see you right now. It ain't my laptop. You can't see me? Oh, man, we ruined the whole thing. Listen, the Sacramento Kings finally fired Luke Walton. <laughs> and this has been something that should have been happened. We've been calling for this man to be good. Look, how much talent did he has he wasted over the last five years? What happened to Marvin Bagley? Where De'Aaron Fox oh, is man, good, right? But these, these, these guys should be playing better by now, right? Yeah. These guys should have some wins to show for this talent, quote unquote, that they've had. Yeah. And they don't have any wins because Luke yeah. Walton has, has, has fumbled the bag. Right? Listen, it, it's, I, it's been about to hold on. I'm almost done. It's, it's, <laughs> this has been a long time coming. Right. The King should have been got him out of here. And now it's like, yo, you guys going to bring Alvin Gentry in and that's cool. But y'all should have done this a while ago because now it's just like that stain. Right. It's like when you when you drink something, you got that aftertaste. There's the King's aftertaste right now. And they're mm-hmm. not going to be good this year. There's no way they could turn the season around. But give them three years and they just lose the stench of Luke Walton in that organization. They going to be the Kings are making the playoffs in the next three years. I promise you they are coming and they are coming because Luke Walton is gone. It's funny that you met. It's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that. some of those those names because you know I've spoken to a few of those players. I've interviewed a few of those players, and you know Buddy Hill. It's been no secret that he's been trying to get out of Sacramento for the longest. Like they just won't let him go. It's like get out. Like he's like trapped. Like they just will right. not free that man. But yeah, Marvin, you know, in my interview with him, he expressed his frustrations. Obviously, yeah, he's dealt with injuries and that has also played a part in him not having the career thus far that he's expected. But it's also when he is available, he feels he's never been utilized in a way that is conducive for somebody of his skill set or somebody who can contribute to this team. If you look at you know, the team, the games that they have won and Marvin has been part of, they play better when he's there. So it's not like he's like a cancer to the team. It's not like he's a locker room cancer. It's not like there's no chemistry with him on the floor. It's just having an asset and not knowing how to utilize it. And for a player, it's frustrating because, you know, we talk about LeBron approaching 40 and playing till he's 40. But we have to remember that's not the norm. You know, seeing somebody of LeBron's caliber and his, and you know, the way that he is just physical, his physicality, that's not normal. You know, Steph Curry's probably going to be another guy who can play till he's 40. That's not normal. That's not 43, the norm. 43, probably. Yeah, 43. that's not the norm. So, like, yeah. when we talk about guys and then, you know, requesting trades and being frustrated about not being utilized and, and wanting to go elsewhere and people look down on them, you have to remember some guys don't have the longevity that other guys have. They're trying to cash in while they can. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think Marvin's one of those players who's really been frustrated with, you know, Sacramento and the way that he hasn't been utilized. And I can get it. I can understand it. Let me let me let me chime in real quick one more time. Luke Walton is 166 and 241 as mm. a head coach. He won 98 games with the Lakers and lost 148. He won 68 games with the Kings and lost 93. Ooh. Now, now I don't want to see and and you know what I'm saying maybe this is a little harsh. But if he gets another coaching job immediately after this one, I'm going to be sick, right? Because the only thing we have seen him done, have seen, seen the only thing we've seen him do is lead Golden State to a 39 and 4 record while Steve Rash, while Steve Kerr had that back surgery. Mind you, Golden State was loaded, right? And Golden and now State coaches these... themselves, let's be honest. Exactly. So I need mean, we got the league has to stop being delusional, right? Luke Walton is not a good head coach. I am sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I'm calling it as it is. Please. 
NBA teams do not give this man another chance. He should be an assistant <laughs> for another decade, right? Wow, Let him learn. Chris. The same way y'all bury other coaches of diff, excuse me, of different skin colors, and y'all make these guys wait. God knows how long before they get another coaching opportunity, even though they have a decent record. Make Luke Walton wait 10 years and then let give him another head coaching opportunity. Man, it makes me sick, dog. Not only his skin color, but you also, you know, he comes from a high pedigree. You know, sure, well, yeah, a, he, he comes a from a high father, pedigree. So. Sure, yeah, that famous father ain't winning basketball games for him. The, the last name Walton is not helping the Kings win games. They are 68 <laughs> and 93 since he took over as head coach. Like, I let Alvin Gentry come in there and start turning the Kings up. Stop playing with me. Man, Luke Walton. I'm sorry. Was I a little harsh? Lethal, do you have anything to add to that rant? <laughs> I mean, um, I know the Kings Glad they guys, got him up off are, the sticks. The, those are my guys, and um, I think they made the, uh, the right decision at the time because as a coach, it seems like they do need a change. Um, mm-hmm. When a team starts off an NBA season like that, unfortunately the coach has to take the hit. And, and like Chris is saying um, – Luke doesn't have the best of records uh, as a coach, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just like Chris said, it's time to be an assistant coach or it's time to do something else. But as far as being a head coach, that you know, everybody can't be a head coach. So I agree with Chris 100%. Luke Walton is 39-4 and four as an assistant coach. Stick to what wins, bro. On that note. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, nah, I've been, I've been, I've been we, heated I by this know, for, in for all seasons fairness, now. In all fairness, I did say, say it with your chest. And with your chest, you did say it. So <laughs> got me so mad, bro. All right, Christian, so hopefully this topic calms you down a little bit. You can settle your nerves. You're a little riled up, all right? I'm chilling now. I'm chilling. <laughs> I had to get that out. You feel me? Like It's been too long. Listen, topic number three, it, I don't know about you guys, but it seems like decades ago we were in the height of the pandemic and the league was in Disney World playing in the bubble in the sunshine state. But now, fast forward, it feels like things are starting to get back to normal a little bit, minus the mask and all that craziness. But stadiums and arenas across the country are filling with fans you have that crowd energy back you know teams are taking advantage of their home court or home field advantage and you can really thrive off that hometown energy so christian i want to ask you what is your best toxic hot take remember that is a theme of today which team has the best home court advantage in the nba now before you answer i'm going to give you some of the home records of some of the best teams in the nba okay the warriors nine and one at home blazers eight and one at home the suns are eight and two wizards seven and two heat six and one and then there are some other teams in the mix the knicks the celtics jazz raptors thunder who are you picking who has the best fan base in the NBA Ooh. when it comes to home court. Well, well, this is kind of tying back into my, you know what I'm saying, best player in basketball. If you say Brooklyn, you're lying, by the way, but continue. We're not going to go I've there. I've been to the Barclays, or the Clays, as you guys like to call it. But Shout did you go Clays. to Barclays? Did you go to Barclays on the night Steph Curry came? When Steph Curry came to Barclays, it felt like I was in the Bay, right? Warriors fans travel. Which is sad. <laughs> Warriors fans travel. They packed that when up. They, when they was chanting MVP in They were chanting stadium. MVP for Steph. They was cheering every time Steph Tragic. did anything. So I got to give it to the Warriors. If that's how your fan base travels, if you got fans all over the place and they're just pulling up, you know what I'm saying? I could only imagine what it's like to, to be at a game at the Chase Center. Now, in terms of games that I've actually gone to, there's two fan bases that stand out. Number one is Boston. I mean, those Celtics fans are crazy. They will <laughs> curse your favorite player out 
in to, unison, right? I was there for that. And then the Bucks, you know what I'm saying? I went out to Milwaukee, and not only was it sold out, they had like another 10,000 fans outside, like oh, like Toronto Raptors style. District. Like, yeah, Deer District. They were going crazy. So it'll be those two plus the Warriors for me. Those, those fans, they, they don't sleep. I'm going to go with the Warriors only because they give me college vibes. Like the mm. fans, like it's not, mm. they're not, they're, they're not in there trying to be like bougie fans. They're in there screaming, it's loud. You know, you go to some of these arenas, like you were saying, Chris, uh, the issue you had with your home team, where some of the fans are just boring. And I feel like that's why some of these teams have good records, because players actually do feed off fans. People have to understand, you know, when you go to games, like, have a good time. Cheer your right. fans on. Don't just go to the games and try to be cool, and because uh, you actually give your team a home court advantage. And yeah. I went to the Wizards game last night, and, and you know, I'm from D.C., I've never heard that or that arena that loud. Like I was very proud of the the, the Wizards franchise because Helps I was that like, you guys are winning too. You know what? That does have a good point. <laughs> uh, you know, and and I was just surprised on how loud it was. But you know, the multiple games that I went for the Warriors, that was probably the loudest arena that I've ever been in. And they and they win games. Like if that mm. makes sense. So it's like they're not like content. Those fans get loud. Well, you guys already know what team I'm about to roll with. Of course. What fan yeah, base I'm about it. to roll with. Knicks fans roll hard, And that's man. for the New York Knicks, baby. Because, mm-hmm. look, I'll tell you one thing. You know what? It is loud in there. Oh, Listen, D. there's no place. I tell people this all the time. Even if you're not a Knicks fan, you have to see a game at the Garden. There is nothing like it. The energy is electric. The fans are crazy. The place sometimes, I mean, there are stories back in the day, in the 90s, in the early 2000s, you could literally feel the the ground rumbling at the Garden. That's Mm. how loud it can get. But one thing I love about this fan base is, you know, there are some fan bases that are newer than others. And one thing I love about the Knicks is that that, for the most part, is a fan base that's passed down from generation to generation. Most people don't wake up and say, I'm going to be a Knicks fan today. You know what I mean? Mm. They want to go to Brooklyn or they want to be a Bucks fan or a Lakers fan. Knicks fans are passed down from generation. I've been a Knicks fan since I was a baby. I didn't have a choice. My mm. dad was a Knicks fan. So His you're dad was to be a Knicks, Knicks fan. Yeah, it's past, It's 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 a rite of passage when you're a New Yorker and that you know, is in your blood. But I just also love how passionate the the fan base is. I mean, win or lose, the team will go out, the fans will go out and, you know, talk the talk, walk the walk like they just won the championship. I mean, what fan base do you know that after eight years of a drought when it comes to the playoffs, win one playoff game in their first series and flood the outside of their arena like they just won the chip? Like, it's, it's so ridiculous, but you have to appreciate it because it's just a level of passion. You have to respect it. It, to be that passionate about your team and your and your city and the guys in your jersey. I love it. They're crazy. The videos sometimes are like, oh my God, did somebody just say that? I can't believe they just yeah. did it on camera. But I love it. I wouldn't trade being a Knicks fan for anything. It's, it's I hate to be that guy, but y'all do get one demerit. Yeah, yeah, y'all tried to make it rain on my boy Trey Young. And it wasn't just booze or cheers, y'all was trying to make it rain. Y'all tried to make some actual, you know what I'm saying, liquid rain down on that boy. What so. they say? Is Trey valid in Dykeman? No. <laughs> no. He, he might not be valid in Dykeman, but we we gonna we gotta we gotta, we gotta hope next Knicks fans uh learn their lesson after what happened in the playoffs last year. No more. They didn't their players, because guys. I guarantee you they make the playoffs again this year. You're gonna see that same energy. They Lord of mercy. Oh, no, it's gonna be crazy in there. It's, it's gotta be, be the line. No spitting at players, guys. Oh yeah, guys, don't spit at yeah, players. The, it's not cool. We don't like that. And I can't vouch for those people as as Knicks fans. We don't know them, we don't claim them. But I I love when players go to different arenas that are known for passionate fan bases, you know, whether it's, you know, 
I don't know if Boston is a good example, but like New York or L.A. And, you know, that trash talk that happens sometimes between the fans and, yeah. and the players. I love the players who embrace that to a yeah, level. Yeah, some players There's could a do level. that. There's a yeah. level to it, though. Like when Trey, you know, when they Trae Young, when Trey yeah, Young was in the garden and they were chanting Trey is balding and they were dropping <laughs> FUs at him. He was like, yo, I love this. Like, it's New York. Like, this is the yeah. garden. But like when you start crossing that line and throwing things and yeah, 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 that's where it's no longer fun. Like, yeah. that's where you deserve to get your ass beat. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, now all players can play that villain role. You know what I'm saying? Like, KD plays that role very, very, oh, very well. Oh, he loves that can, role. If you, che- if, you, if you start cursing him out, he's going to go for 50 on you. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, for like, sure. There's no superstar that doesn't like that role because as an athlete, Facts. if you can't handle that, then you're going to minimize your game. So you, if, you, if you're caring about what the fans think while you're in the basketball court, you've lost already because as a top-tier NBA player, when the game's going on, like Kobe used to say, you're on the wood. That's the only thing that matters. The stuff yeah. that people are saying <laughs> in the stands. If you notice with players like Kobe and MJ, they never, no disrespect to any of these other guys, walked into the stands or or complained with people in the stands. They build that energy from Spike and all that type of stuff. They right. would literally pick on Spike or do certain things to, to turn that switch on mm-hmm. in their brain to, to just kill you even more on the court. So, you know, if you want to be an elite athlete, you if, I don't you don't care what, what anybody says of course Ash, like you said if somebody's disrespectful it could get to you but we never seen mj say hey kick that fan out stop being so soft no you know who used to also really embrace that villain role was lebron when he was with miami like he used to he used to love coming into people's like arenas and and looking at their fan bases and be like are you not entertained (laughs) remember lebronto (laughs) yeah he came in and really destroyed how many teams just like never reached their their like peak because LeBron came in and tore them down. I mean, <laughs> exactly. we got Indiana. He, exactly. he dismantled Indiana. Chicago. Uh, that Wizards team was good. The Knicks were good. People probably forget the Pacers have a team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah. renamed all the Toronto after himself. How do right. you do that? Right. How do you rename it LeBron? What, what Drake say? How you let me run it from here? I don't, I'm not even from here. <laughs> or something <laughs> along those lines. That's how LeBron moves. But... Listen, we talk about LeBron and and KD and Steph, but, you know, topic number four, there's a youth movement happening in the NBA. And, you know, I love to stir the pot each and every year, and I'm sure you guys do, about which young player will be the next face of the league. So, Lethal, if you had to choose one player. Hot seat, Lethal. Hot seat, Lethal. Toxic Thanksgiving energy, okay? If you had to choose one player under the age of 25 to start a franchise with, who would that player be? Now, I'm going to give you some names, okay? You got Luca, Ant-Man, Zion, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, John Morant, LaMelo, just to name a few. Remember, it's toxic Thanksgiving, Lethal. Toxic energy, Lethal. (laughs) Let me hear some. You know, yesterday I was at the game uh, when the Wizards played the Hornets, and I've never had a real chance to see LaMelo in person, you know? So I was right when I was taking my notes. Only 20 years old, that man That's what I was about to say. When I was taking my notes, I was like, damn. Like, damn. Like, yeah. he's really making everybody on the court better. Like, he's that person like LeBron that if you have a talent and you do it well, he's going to find you so you can look good, so you can get generational wealth. And I'm going to have to mm. go with all of the players that uh, you name, Ashley, of course, but I have to go with LaMelo because Same. some of the players, some of those guys just do, you know, just looking to score and stuff like that. But when I was mm. watching LaMelo, 
he was getting plumbly involved. Like he knows how to get you in position to do what you want. Because when Rozier started getting hot yesterday, Lamelo didn't care. He would come down, call the same exact play, and continue to go to Rozier. And that shows that he, it's not about him. It's about the team. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those players that if I was drafting somebody and I knew he's going to end up like him, I would love to put the pieces around him so he can run my team like a Magic Johnson or or right. or John Stockton of that nature. So I have to go with Lamelo. And that's why, you know what I'm saying, I just give so much credit to the Hornets front office because what did they do as soon as they drafted LaMelo Ball? Put they the signed Gordon the Hayward. They went and grabbed them. Gordon Hayward. It was like, nah, we not playing. We going to put talent around you. Kind of like what the Kings should have been doing. But unfortunately, well, the Kings, they got... Like you said, the Kings... Yeah, they had coaching problems. They had talent exactly. in there. Exactly. They yeah. had a lot, bro. Yeah, so bro, much talent. Are you kidding me? Bro. All the people that came through there... Uh, but I mean, I was gonna take Lamelo myself, you know what I'm saying. But since you since you took him, and I'm going with the toxic okay. Thanksgiving route, you, you know what I'm saying. You getting spicy? I'm, I'm taking Anthony Edwards all day, every day. You feel that's me? That's a good pick. That that man right there. That's not even a man. That's a well. I guess you could say he's a man at this point. The way he's dunking on grown men. Forget about the the on court. His personality. I want to build. Around, I want to put players around him just because he's the type of guy that I want to. I want to build a team around. He is hilarious. You know what I'm saying? That boy is comedy, is and then he's gonna come out on the court and back it up. You know what I'm saying? He's got a bag. His bag is deep. He's going to dunk on you. He's going to step back or sidestep through you. You know what I'm saying? I think he's still got other layers to his game in terms of, like you said, with LaMelo creating other opportunities for his teammates. But in terms of, like, scoring and just being that face of a franchise, hell yeah. Sign me up for Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is funny without trying. He reminds me a lot of Westbrook. Like, you saw the mm, video of Westbrook. Yeah, Crip you saw arena. you saw no Crip not only arena. that, but there was also a video of Westbrook where like they're asking him about the tech that he got for squaring up. He's like, I got a tech, I got a who tech? got a tech? <laughs> did, did you I'm see like, bro, up? you squared up. Listen, like, at least right? we know he Russ listens to the certified buckets podcast. He put on his boxing gloves. He was ready. He knew the vibes. <laughs> but it was so Russ, funny because it was, was like, squared up like Mike Tyson. It was like it was like you know back in the day like when you would break something in the crib and your mom would be like who broke this did you break I don't this know. who broke that that's broken damn who right, broke right. it and it's who like you're the only that? person right. the, in the whole house. time you the one that did it yeah. and you're sitting there trying to buy more time to figure out how you broke it like oh all right I gotta come God. up with the story if I stole oh long my enough goodness. it was absolutely it's absolutely hilarious but for me and this is gonna be a hot take because Uh-oh. I'm I'm big on the R J Barrett train but. If I could have mm. given Give it to us. my unborn child, Come mm. on, let me see my future unborn child. I don't need anybody, any blocks mm. picking up that I'm pregnant or anything. I'm not. I'm right, thinking it's way too long now. Give it to us. I mm. would have picked John Morant to have him at the center of the New York Knicks. Ooh, that boy, John, is nasty. That's not I would have. I would have given anything. To so you have rather have John right now and over over Kemba and all and D Rose and all? That's not even Absolutely. close. Right. right you know, right, if right, I if right. if in a perfect world I would have been able to get him and RJ like at separate times, and I think that would have been like great. But yeah. if I, you know, if we're going hot take and, and toxic Thanksgiving. Toxic. <laughs> John Morant in a New yeah. York Knicks uniform would have been special. You know what? He would like, make them play. So I'm not trying to say they Oh, don't I just play got hard. goosebumps. And, yeah, yeah. And, and the way Tibbs is, Tibbs would love him. Oh, Yo. my God. Tibbs yeah. would use him just like D-Rose. Yeah. D-Rose 2.0. Yeah. would have been, been a king in New York. Like, yeah. he would have. I mean, he just has the tenacity. He has, you know, the mental toughness. He has, you know, the skill set, obviously. And he's only getting better. I mean, when he missed those 
free throws in that one game, and he just was like, you know, my bad, y'all. My most guys next game would have played terribly just because it's like you you just feel like you'd let everyone down. And we've seen this from vets. We've seen this from guys older than him. You know, you have a bad, you know, a bad sequence or a bad possession or a bad half, and it just knocks you out of the game for the entire rest of it. Ja was like, he came back and he was like, all right, let's do this. That's over and done with. We're moving on. He's just been, bo- I mean, did you guys see what he did to Utah? What that team did? Mm. I mean, come on. That's an incredible That'd basketball team. He's Utah different. is really, really good. It's not like some, you know, you're not playing the Houston Rockets. You're playing the Utah Jazz. Yeah, and Memphis, like, it was unreal, man. I would have, oh, Ja Morant as a Nick would have been special. God ja different. You know, every, okay. pay, every time Ja posts, I just put different in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You, you know, it's hilarious. None of us took the actual best player on the list, which is Luca. I don't think there's any discussion there. Luca's the best player on this list, but why he don't is. we want to build a team around him? You, you tell us first. Yeah, why did you pick him, Chris? I, I'm, I'm being toxic. You feel me? I'm, I'm picking everything other than Luca. I know I'm being toxic too, so that's why okay, I picked. Okay, let's let's say that's Joe. why I was that's toxic. The <laughs> toxic is the cover up for what we really want to say. Well, closing out this edition of Three on Five, it is Thanksgiving week after all, and it wouldn't be oh, a yes. Thanksgiving episode unless we turn the heat up in this kitchen oh, yes. and we build a starting five of Thanksgiving sides with an extra serving of holiday spice. So, Christian, mm. I'm going to start with you, putting you on the spot. Give me your ride or die starting five of Thanksgiving sides. I, I was born for this moment. The bars are me? sold separately, by the way. I don't know if you just saw what I did there, but I, I missed them. But oh, typical. First and foremost, before we even get into the sides, we got a, we got a, a starting lineup change to announce. Turkey is getting benched. Oh, turkey is getting moved to the end of the bench. Here's a stat for y'all: ninety eight percent of the American population does not know how to cook a turkey properly. And you know what happens? I fry you mine. end up with dry turkey. Yeah, that's great. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you know how to fry turkey because some people burn their houses down. We don't want that. You know what I'm saying? If you're not gonna have a good turkey, just bench it. You know what I'm saying? Well, you could have a th- have a Thanksgiving oxtail. You feel me? Have some have some Thanksgiving curry chicken. Do something different. Turkey is not. I doing. had that once. I had a friend who was Jamaican, and it was a Jamaican Thanksgiving. It was pretty dope. Listen, now, now let's let's move on to the sides, right? I think I can speak for everybody here because I, I got my sides on lock, right? Can't have Thanksgiving without mac and cheese, right? Facts. Can't can't do it. Can't have Thanksgiving without collard greens. Can't can't do it. Can't have Thanksgiving without your cranberry sauce. If you don't have cranberry sauce, I don't think you have an actual Thanksgiving. Mm. Can't have Thanksgiving without candy yams. Right? Facts. Yeah, how how you going to have Thanksgiving without candy yams? And then finally, you can't have Thanksgiving without no stuffing. You got to have stuffing. That's that's my five right there. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't know how everybody you could, you else do that. You tell type when, when his family was cooking, when he was a kid, he going to eat the food the day before. Right. <laughs> what? I, I you was sound waiting. like you hungry right now. Listen, I got kind, stories. What kind, of cran- what kind of cranberry sauce are you talking about? You're talking about like homemade or the stuff Oh, no. Store? It don't even got to be homemade. Go grab the can uh, from the store. Listen, no, nah. Well, listen, you know he's from the trenches. He I, give him the I, can. I, I got it out the gutter <laughs> now. I'm not even She bougie bougie. No, no, no. I'm not even going to hold you. My, I'm scarred from it because that was part of my Thanksgiving for so long. And mm, I'm yeah. really, okay, so here's the thing. I'm really big on texture. Like if something yeah. is texturized weird, yeah. I can't mm. eat it. Like I can't get I past agree. the texture of it. It used to freak me out how like my mom would take it out of the can and it still had and the it, ridges of the can yeah. on it. And yeah. I'm just you like, see the no, ridges, yeah. bro. You know like, what the ridges are for, it though. It reminded me of it's Spam. The, it's like, the, the ridges are there so you can have the same slice no, every no, 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 single no, 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 no. time. Listen, that's my that's my Thanksgiving starting five. You can't Once have Thanksgiving. Once I saw that manufactured. Do you, mix, do you mix the mac and cheese with the yams, guys? 
Oh, I don't. You don't mix them, but you put them right next to each other. I mean, you know what I mean, Chris. You gotta, yeah, you gotta have that that That's, little border. It, it has you, to you touch. Know what have you guys had them wrapped before? Wrapped in an egg roll? Yeah. Yeah, I had that one time. That yeah. joint was hitting. I wish I had, I had I had an egg roll that had mac and cheese, collard greens, and candy yams in it. They could have took me. the collard greens out. We don't need the Slap healthy me. stuff. Just give nah, me the mac listen, and cheese. Nah, listen, you got to cook, cook your mac. You got to cook your 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 uh, collard you greens. You didn't say collard greens, did you, Chris? I, what? Yeah, no, I was about to say. I wrote that in the doc in all caps. All right. They left it off. They left it off the doc. They forgot to put collard greens Don't in the suggestions for Thanksgiving. Wow. Now I got to hey, hold yo, them chill, accountable. Chill, chill, I'm chill, holding chill. the stat boys accountable. The mafia now. I'm you holding the stat boys accountable. You got you to gotta have <laughs> collard greens move, on your gonna list. We're going to move away from John Gotti over here. And we're going to move on <laughs> to lethal. you calling out the mafia. Yes. I got to go, go with collard greens. Mm-hmm. Cornbread. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, nice and warm and the butter melts on it. Yeah. Mm. Seeps in the um, bread. Yams, of course. Mm. Mac and cheese. But you know, everybody can't make mac and cheese. Facts. You can go exactly. to my house and eat mac and cheese and it's, exactly. it's nasty. You got to be that I right. make my, You got to make your own. You can't, trust, you can't right. trust nobody. And, and do you guys, you guys don't like deviled eggs? I love uh, deviled I mean, eggs. I could do without them. But it's, you usually can do without? Like, it's usually like an appetizer for me. It's not like with the dinner. It's usually it's like pre- It's not with the dinner? Yeah, it's usually like pre-dinner apps. Like if you have, like if you've ever been like to hold you over oh, nah, while the dinner's still cooking. Oh, no, my Thanksgiving is we didn't, we didn't have, dang, you got a good home. Wow, no, no, I grew no, no, up, no. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not saying I have that. Like my oh, family doesn't do that. We, when, oh. we only, we eat and we don't eat till like, first of all, like six o'clock. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm yeah. hungry as hell watching these yeah. football games. But like, you know, I've been to like other like Thanksgiving esque like functions, yeah. whether it's Friendsgiving or like work functions for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Usually, yeah. like doubled eggs like come out to hold people over while the main food is like being set up and stuff. Because right. people are hungry yeah. and they're drinking during cocktail hour and. Stuff and like y'all that. drink on Thanksgiving? What? What? Do you not? Oh, Lethal, Damn. I gotta question your your upbringing, brother. We y'all Wait. ain't y'all ain't get it. I don't drink. I don't drink. Mm, oh, okay. Copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we respect <laughs> that, King. I got I gotta echo one of your earlier statements. Listen. So whoever's listening to this podcast. Oh my gosh. If what? you don't know how to make mac and cheese, do not claim mac and cheese duties. It's that simple. It's you true. do not have to prove this. You don't have to do this. Let somebody else do it. I was at an event the other day, my somebody's birthday party. And damn, I'm gonna get in trouble for this because they're gonna oh hear my it. They're they gonna know and exactly. They're not about to invite you over the house. You sure you wanna do this? I, I didn't go to their house. It, it was a different thing. But they're gonna know like, is you talking about how bad the cooking was. I gotta I got offer them up as tribute. So oh, we're gonna you start ain't never getting invited. Go ahead. And their parents made the mac and cheese. And I tasted the mac and cheese. Okay. And it just wasn't hitting. You know what I'm saying? And now I understand everybody has different palates, right? So, so one person's mac and cheese might be what's great to them. But like, listen, King, you gotta free yourself. <laughs> from the, you gotta free yourselves from the shackles of bad mac and cheese, bro. You have to level up. So I got mac a question. I got palette. a question. You hit me. You marry. You marry your wife. You got kids. Um, and she cooks a mac and cheese. Oh God! And it's, and it, Here's, and it's here we good, go. And it's not good, Chris. You're gonna tell your wife that the mac and cheese isn't good. I'm gonna tell my wife, baby. Let me make the mac and cheese. You know you what's funny me? though, and and I'm, I hate to put my own peoples on the spot, but I'm gonna do it. As someone who is biracial. This is a funny conversation because my mom owns up to the fact she cannot make mac and cheese. And my dad. There's nothing wrong with that. My dad does it every single year. Every single year, my dad does it. But my mom did learn how to make some fire collard greens. So shout out to moms because she does make. Okay, moms. She does make exceptional collard greens. But her mac and cheese, she can't do that. And she can't fry chicken and she doesn't try. She leaves it to my dad. Damn, she can't fry chicken. I ain't never going over your house. (laughs) 
My dad can fry chicken though. My dad's really good. But my mom, my mom's really good with like her like cuisine from the Italian side of our culture. So like lasagna, right. baked ziti, spaghetti go, and right. meatball, uh-huh. stuff like that. But frying right. chicken and mac and cheese, she leaves that to my dad. She doesn't even try it. Because she knows right. her lane. That is exactly the last part of what you said. She don't fry chicken. She don't make mac and cheese. Well, she doesn't know how to do those things. And she doesn't even try. Don't try. If it's not in your wheelhouse, just leave it alone. Facts. There's nothing wrong with that. She knows it's her lane. And that's PSA. what she got to do. So my starting five before we end 315 is mm. going to be macaroni and cheese, collard mm-hmm. greens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, It's going to be candy yams because you mm-hmm. got to okay. have the candy yams. That's the trifecta. Yams. I think we all got mac and cheese, collard yeah, greens, and candy yams. Yeah. Um, for me, it's also cornbread. I love okay. warm cornbread. And with the then, butter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, with the butter and it gets... Yeah. All right, let's stop, guys. I'm stopping. I know. Over. I'm hungry and as hell the right now. And then the last one is... Sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. But I really love green beans. Like when people saute Ooh. them and they put like sliced mushrooms in them or sometimes Ooh, like my man, um, side, need, my dad's side. Of the nice home. No. Sauteed green beans. <laughs> you had green beans at Thanksgiving? No, sauteed yeah. with mushrooms. Sauteed just means look. you put them in a pan with olive oil man, <laughs> and listen, butter. Man, I'm stopping. You say you're from New York. I'm not going to. Yeah. She from East Flatbush. Right. Stop playing. <laughs> Lethal. He from the trenches. But she listen, good. Lethal, we gotta get you. You got. We gotta let you know there's better things in life, my guy. We gotta. Oh, we gotta man. bring you over to me and Chris's side. There's good eats over here. Bro. I'm cook- <laughs> Ashley. What you making for Thanksgiving? You cooking? I'm she actually. Can't cook. No, no, no. First of all, I'm. Oh. A- <laughs> <laughs> Don't say words. that in case men are listening, <laughs> fellas. Turn up, man. <laughs> my bad. I can't mess up your future husband. I apologize, guys. No. She can cook. Oodles and noodles. I'm single and I can cook. And I can cook. There but go. I will go ahead and let you guys know if any eligible bachelors are listening. I am not somebody who likes to clean. You're going to have to get a maid oh, because maid that's service. not my stilo. Maid service. But I can cook you a mean dinner. What you make it? You cooking anything for Thanksgiving? No, so I'll be at my family's house in Long Island, so they're oh, they're cooking. Nice. Yeah, so I'm doing the uh, you know what I'm, saying? I'm doing the New York City house hop. You know what I'm saying? I'm be bouncing Figures. around different <laughs> Love but it. I'm not coming empty handed. I'm gonna make a seafood mac. Um, we we not doing we don't do turkey in my crib, so I'm frying some seafood. Uh, and I haven't figured out the third thing that I'm gonna make yet. So if well, you got listen, any suggestions? At the end of the day, as long as you eat on Thanksgiving, these are facts. These are facts. Shout outs to the man above. And we did three on five right because that's a wrap. Facts. You know what I'm saying? That does it for three on five. Let's, I mean, we might as well just go check out what's happening on the timeline. You know what time it is. It's time to scroll down the timeline. It's on the TL. Listen, so I never sat courtside. I mean, I've sat courtside, but not like the flex courtside. You feel me? <laughs> like I sat courtside at the Kyrie Invitational. I got to watch Jonathan Kuminga play. I'm saying that was cool. I wore a good fit. You know what I'm saying? I had some some Tims on. You feel me? I had the the Brooklyn sweater from uh from from where did I get that sweater from? From Vinny's. You know what I'm saying? I got the Vinny's Brooklyn sweater. I had. You know what I'm saying? I was fly, but I never been courtside for like an actual NBA game. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I ain't got it like that. Like some of my co-hosts. You feel me? But. <laughs> You know what I'm saying a, a Sacramento Kings fan got so sick. This is kind of nasty. He he kind of he threw up on the court. You know what I'm saying? Like like the players had to stop. You know, got people were looking at him. The referee was looking at him crazy. And they had to stop this for ten minutes. Ten whole minutes of no basketball because someone couldn't hold his liquor. I mean, lethal. Did did you see that? Did did you see the Kings fan throwing up? What, what the hell happened disgusting. there? <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't see it live, but I saw the video and I was like, I've seen some nasty stuff. But the way that homie threw up, it was like off a mm-hmm. movie. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. if you're that. If you're the, I, I don't know. Did y'all know why he threw up before I say what I'm going to say? Was he drinking that much? That's it what I was going to say. If you, 
if you were drinking that much, bro, you know, all due respect, stay at home because that was <laughs> that was disgusting. It's it's like he didn't even try to like like he just said, you know what, I'm gonna throw up all over the floor. You know, yeah. <laughs> he just like I've never seen that ever in my life. So yeah. you know, just stay at home, brother. Get drunk, you know, in, in the basement and watch the game. And part of it is the flex, right? Like you go yeah, 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 to yeah. sit courtside to flex, and now the flex is ruined, bro. You don't throwing up all. You looking food? Mm, yeah, like it's one thing. No, it's actually gross either way. But it's one thing to <laughs> it's one thing to throw up like up in the nosebleeds, like where nobody right. can see. You can play it off like you got your cup. You're like, Ugh. But like to do it on the court where like there are celebrities sitting next to you, um, you know, cameras are constantly on you at some point. You're just going to throw up like it's like, bro, the the VIP bathroom is literally right there. Like you don't have to do this. You know, look at you. You know where the VIP bathroom's at? Okay, Ash. Are you kidding me? You know who she is a superstar. We're just lucky she's on the podcast. Can I get your autograph, Ash? What's up? She's going to give you her autograph. We ain't big time enough. I know. right? I'm sorry. I got to I got to level myself up. But speaking of courtside, right? Like, I mean, not all courtside fans are throwing up all over the place, right? Like we We've got some good fans, and they create for some really good moments. I mean, we've seen Spike Lee and Reggie Miller go head to head. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking how Diddy ran onto the garden floor after Larry Johnson's four point play. <laughs> Crazy times. Uh, Think about, hey, remember when Jason Kidd spilled water on purpose because he didn't have a time to get a timeout? Yeah, like was, these people look that, crazy. Oh my God, that was my favorite courtside moment. You just yeah. you crazy. held it without me. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what was so? It was crazy because it was. He was cr- he, it was yeah, no, it was go. it was crazy because one I've never actually seen someone do that before like right, right. you know run it, it's a, run it you, to me run right. it to me you run know it it's, me. you know it's a trick like you it's like one of those things that you know is like a hit trick me, hit me, hit but me, you've hit actually me. never seen it done in real time Yo. and, and it, it was wasn't so even blatantly obvious bad acting yeah. <laughs> the slow mo replay of that was hilarious I'm like oh no nah, it was JK. hilarious they go get you out of here for this one I was like when I was watching it um I was like. Bro, are you for real? And it was like, right. he did it in such a slick way where it was like, yeah. hit me, hit me, hit me. That is hit hilarious. Me. First of all, Jason, there are mics and right. cameras right. at every angle of right. this court. Someone is picking you up saying this. Like, you're right. not, you know, Inspector Gadget. You're not James Bond. Like, I can see you. Like, right. And then he bumps into him, and it was just the fallback. Like, oh, my God, why did you do that, bro? You know why I did it. <laughs> you, you told me, me to, to do, do it. it. <laughs> right. Yo, that's hilarious. I was crying. There's, there's some other moments, too. I mean, anytime the Raptors are in the playoffs and Drake is courtside, oh, I mean, man. he, he might as well be pissed. an assistant coach out there. Assistant coach, six-man, whatever you want to call it. He's he's low-key influencing the game because you got players out there looking at Drake when they should be paying attention to their man. I'm sure he's got some t- some moments out there. And then one of my personal favorite, you know what I'm saying, when, when Rondo and CP3 was, was was throwing literally throwing hands, Nip was in the cut ready to throw hands. Oh, that like, was Yo. a great moment. He was, was like Westbrook with the moment. setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lethal, you got a favorite a favorite moment, you know what I'm saying, from, um, I, from I, one I, of I wanna I wanna use my moments, I would say, with Reggie and Spike. Those mm-hmm. moments as a kid. <clears throat> those moments as a kid, that, that's like that would make those moments kind of helped me love the NBA. You know what I mean? Because right. it wasn't disrespectful with Spike on. It wasn't disrespectful with Reggie and those players on. But they knew, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna punish your team because you talking too much. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, I feel like those moments in the garden, watching those on TV, just just inspired me to be the person I am today. Because it just shows that people like Spike Lee, Drake, 
Jack Nicholson, different people of that nature. Like they're not just like celebrities trying to get clout. Like these people really love basketball. You right. know what I mean? So I, I I had to pick that moment because Spike is a you know you know you know how I feel. Ass like he just he just loves yeah. the Knicks, win or lose. He's on the road. He loves the Knicks. He even I think he wore a suit one time. It was like a Knicks suit. I'm like, dang, this dude is a he really loves <laughs> he really <laughs> no, loves the Knicks. He's really one of the original super fans, you know. Yeah, and he's the original. He made it cool. He made it cool. Yeah. To be, right. yeah. He made yeah. it cool to be a fan. He made it cool to be, um, you know, a fanatic. But one, you know, one of my goals in life is to be able to sit next to Spike during a Knicks game and just, you know, oh, chop man. it up and just Knicks fans and Knicks fans. I would love to also bring my dad. My dad is the reason I'm a Knicks fan. Aww. But, you know, that's on my bucket list of, of things to do in the near future. So, Spike, don't give up those season tickets anytime soon, okay? <laughs> I, I need I need to go ahead and make that happen. But, yeah, courtside's a different experience. I've yet to experience it. I've come close a few times, but I've actually, I'm, I'm close. I mean, like, I've been really, really close to the court, but I've actually never been on the court. But mm. I can only imagine, like, how cool it would be to like in the middle of a game, you know, you ever see those, the, the, the games where, you know, there's a possession and the players like fall into the crowd and like they'll eat a nacho <laughs> out of your plate. Like I want that to happen to me. I want LeBron to take one of my nachos. Oh, like when Katie took the kids popcorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just man. think that would be really cool. And I think, oh, it was I think you can that. really get a special experience when you, um, experience games courtside obviously just to be at a game in general is a blessing not yeah. a lot of people get to do it you know especially if you know everyone's financial situations being different but if you can really right, get right. an opportunity to be at a game in any capacity whether you're in the nosebleeds or on the court just to be there and feel that energy and be able it's to root blessing. for your team it's a blessing and it's the yeah. best there's nothing like yeah. live sporting events and yeah. although we we talk about courtside and the flex i want people to remember that just being in the building is oh, a blessing man. don't a blessing. don't get too caught up on who's sitting where and who exactly. has this and who paid what just enjoy the environment enjoy there's the no game. place in the exactly. yeah there's no place 100%. like it it's the best sports are the best if you sat courtside for the pistons and lakers game the other day I'm then you in. would know <laughs> you would know that isaiah stewart and lebron james listen to the certified buckets podcast because what did i say the people want to see Put your they want to see some hands, bro. They want to see people throw hands, and you that's so what Brian toxic. did. This is the it's toxic Thanksgiving. You. What can we say? You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you didn't, I, there's no way you didn't see this by now. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if there was a zombie all-star draft and they drafted Isaiah Stewart number one overall, we're all doomed. You feel me? If Isaiah Stewart, the way he was running through security, teammates, you know what I'm saying, assistant coaches, he had Russ looking like he was ready to square up. Either way, we know Isaiah Stewart became so enraged after LeBron. I mean, call space. LeBron, yeah. LeBron got him good right above the eye, started leaking. And I mean, Isaiah Stewart has to be restrained. I think he tried three separate times to go after LeBron for hitting him in the eye. Um, obviously Isaiah Stewart got hit with, uh, I think they gave him a two game suspension. They gave LeBron a one game suspension. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crazy. H- have any of you guys ever been that mad? Like, have you been so mad to the point where like you want to chase somebody to the end of the world? I mean, I've been, I've gotten mad a couple times, but I've never like, nah, that's a lot. I've got, I've gotten pretty heated sometimes. I- I'll-, I'll let y'all start. Any of y'all get that <sighs> mad before? Yeah. I know. Lethal, I know you from the DMV. I know you got stories yeah, for days. Yeah, I got a few fights like that. You know, I- I'm not really the... This- I've never gotten a fight um, in a basketball game and punched somebody, but I've been on teams where a few of my teammates punched somebody for me. Oh, it was even an event a few years ago. I was, the guy kept following me. It wasn't disrespectful, but one of my teammates punched a guy in the face. So I've been in I've been in some moments, but I've never physically punched somebody in the face. But me myself, if if somebody would get in my face, I'm not gonna let them get in my face. I will at least mush them out of my face because that's you're you're in a zone to hit me if that makes sense. So I'm not really big on a 
I love the NBA. I appreciate the NBA, but the fake tough guy stuff to me kind of throws me off when guys are like like mm-hmm. in each other's face and not doing nothing. And then soon mm-hmm. as somebody holds them, they start sprinting. Or the thing that throws me off the most too is like when NBA players act like they're going to fight. It's like the NBA has been going on for how many years you think? What? I don't, I don't know how many years it's been, but how many 75, fights? 75, right? 75, but how many yeah. fights has it really been? It's no, Bro, you're an NBA player. You don't have to act tough. So it's like... I just feel like, you know, the the fake, you know, with, about the fight and stuff. I mean, of course, don't let nobody disrespect you. So if you're going to fight, handle your business. But when guys be face to face and then they wait to say, come on, come on, come on back here. I'm going I'm to knock you out. You, bro, he was just right beside you. Like, right. you could, like, I'm no, and remember, I'm not trying to tell people to fight in <laughs> basketball games because I don't want people saying Chris a is. headline, lethal shooter wants people to fight in the game. No, I'm saying <laughs> that the NBA, it's funny. Like, you know what's funny about that? Chris didn't yeah. get any smoke for that take. Where was his blog? Listen, yeah. I'm not, I'm not big time. You know what I'm saying? I don't got a million Instagram Christian followers. Christian Winfield is inciting violence in the National Basketball I'm flying under the radar. This is why it's good to fly under the radar. You feel me? Oh, I like to man. I like to do my dirt in the dark. I will I will say, and you know, I have my own opinions about you know LeBron's suspension. I think you know, obviously, there was a little bit of a tussle. LeBron does not have a history of being a dirty player, and I think you have to. Actually, look at a you guy's... need to cut it out. You're just saying that because you're at the game tonight. No, 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 you no, want no. LeBron no, no, to for real. <laughs> if you, if you, stop. If you look at if you look at my tweets, I I even said LeBron doesn't have a history of being a dirty player, yeah, and we've seen right. him in in a lot tenser situations with a lot more on the line than this Pistons game. Okay, like Absolutely. we've seen him in playoff Absolutely. series where championships are on the line, and he doesn't like just go around, you know, unnecessarily hitting people. It's just not in his pedigree. It's not who he is. I genuinely believe that it was an aggressive way to cause separation. I think that he was really just trying to cause separation. And because he's LeBron James and he's a physical specimen, obviously it's going to hit differently than, say, if Kevin Durant hit him or somebody else. I mean, the man is like, what, 98% muscle? Like, it's going to hurt. I do think the minute, though, that Stewart and anyone who's ever been in a fight can attest to this, the minute he started to taste his own blood, Mm -hmm. he blocked out. Because if you look, he initially just went to be Le- to LeBron like yo, wh- like step in his face a little bit like yo, why did you hit me like that? Like what the hell? And, and then, then the he minute the leaking. blood started dr- dripping down his face, you saw his eyes. He blacked out, and all he could see was rage and LeBron, and he was gonna get to him any way physically possible. And I can't fault him for the reaction because it's a human reaction. Your reaction is to defend yourself, to defend your body, to defend your space. And as somebody who's had some altercations in the past, okay, I can Flatbush. Att- I can attest to the fact that when oh, blood oh, comes oh. in when You've plus, been in some fights, Ash? I've been in some situations. Ash from the gutter, stop playing. <laughs> um, blood changes things and it makes you it makes you mm-hmm. feel violated in a different way. Christ it's an un- it's yeah. an unfortunate situation because I really don't think LeBron meant to meant to hurt Nah, I don't think and you could tell on LeBron's face, you know, I, I'm a hooper, you know what I'm saying? When they show LeBron's face, he clearly was just like, look, I, I'm really, not really sorry, but like, man, I apologize, bro. Like, because, you know, in hooping, if somebody do some shit, they'll look at you and just be like, nigga, what? What's up? But he yeah. wasn't like that. He was just like, you know, I, but I, like you said, as soon as homie probably saw that he was gushed open and that's when it probably cut on that. You know, as what Chris would say, the mummy. LeBron's been, been hooping in the NBA for almost 19 years. I've never seen LeBron try to punt. And certain players down, if, if that happens, I'll say is it, it wasn't an right. accident. But LeBron ain't known for that. So I agree yeah. with you. you right. you're, you're right, Ashley. That was you're one right. of the things that kind of kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. Is right. like when you give out suspensions. Now, granted, I do think, you know, the league wanted to set a precedent that nobody is above the rules absolutely. in the NBA. Absolutely. Yeah. That was good that they did that, yeah. Ashley. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I agree that it's something that... 
I and I spoke about this, you know, a couple of days ago with Sports Illustrated when the, the situation right. first happened. And I said, you know, the league already has a reputation of valuing some players or giving them more leeway than others, and this is their opportunity to kind of set a precedent. But when you, in generally speaking, though, with suspensions and the aggressive play of basketball. I think a, a player's character should be brought into the equation. And if a guy does not have a history, you got to kind of give him some room for mistake, yeah. room for error, because it's not in his nature. Now, if we were talking about some other guys in the league, I would say he did it on purpose. I will say this, though. You don't really know pain. You don't really know rage until someone unplugs your, your video game system before you get to save the game. Mm. You feel me? If you leave that Xbox on, you leave that PlayStation on all day and you ain't saving, you come home and that Xbox is off and you ain't turn that joint off, I done been in that situation a couple of times I had roommates before and <laughs> one of my roommates just used to be a stickler. He would just unplug everything because it was quote unquote making the electricity bill high. And so he would unplug everything and one day my Xbox was on and uh, I would think I was playing my player and I didn't save the game. I was in the middle of the game. I was going to come back Yikes. to it. And I came back. That joint was off. We we ended up, we, we got into it. It was crazy. Mm. This, moral of the story, don't touch nobody Xbox. Don't touch nobody PlayStation 4. You, you, PlayStation PlayStation 4. Don't touch nobody PS5. That's how you know I don't even play video games no more. Y'all have to focus in. Yeah. Stop playing. Before we end the show, it's time for my segment. And you know what they say. Buckets make the heart grow fonder. All right. <laughs> this is hard. Hey, Josh, don't write these anymore. <laughs> That's right. It's the certified bucket of the week. Verified with our stamp of approval. Certified Bucket of the Week. Josh, you're fired. <laughs> no, 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 no. Save Josh. Josh, keep with the lines. <laughs> it's time for my Certified Bucket of the Week team, Amon Shepard. Oh, my goodness. Yes, this sir. Dude, this dude reminds me of John Travolta in the BG and 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 Saturday Night Live. What is it? Saturday Night Fever. Like Saturday this Night dude, Live. This, oh, dude, this dude is literally showing us that if you put your mind in something, you can do it. He's showing us if you're a basketball player, you can do other things with your right. life. He's showing us you don't just have to be a one-trick pony like right. what Ross was telling us in life. You can do different things and be successful. This guy right Preach. now is considered one of the best dancers in the world. Right. He's got the that moves. Yo, shout out. Yo. I, mean, I, I know he got some pointers from his wifey, Tiana right. Taylor. You, know what I'm you, you, you think she was prepping him? You think I she think was prepping she, him? Listen, what? I think she definitely Goodness was helping gracious. him with his stage different presence with it. And, and dance moves. But, like, yeah, it's impressive also because he's so tall. And, right. like, the only tall person that I can that I know that can dance like that is, like, Chris Brown. And Chris Brown's, like, 6'1", and he's not even, like, Shumpert tall. So like, I don't that's think the, he's going to play Chris Brown like that. I think he's about 6'3". No. Oh, snap. Is he? I don't think about 6'1". Statman, oh. Statman. Yeah, that's him. How tall is Chris Brown? Let's find <laughs> out how tall Chris Brown is. I used to be obsessed with him. you think I would know this. Um, I feel like a failure. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going to listen to the podcast and lock the doors on me. <laughs> you got me weak. They got I mean, 6'1". That's crazy. It. I got I called six FaceTime. One. One. Damn. I knew he was 6'1". Wait, wait, is he hooping with Tim's on or something? That's why you think he's so tall? What? He might have had, you know what? He might have He got had them shoes, ACGs on? With the, yeah, with the he air got the ACG. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Trump, listen, that, that's his, I feel kind of like that was like a Knicks championship in a way. <laughs> Jeez. Anything to tie it back to the Knicks. Taking saying, it away. From- we need to hang a banner in MSG. Iman oh. Shumpert wins Dancing with the Stars 2021. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh man. At least we funny. won something this year. I'm here Jeez. for it. Yeah, right. you know you know who, who won my, my certified bucket of the week. You know what I'm saying? 
I gotta give it to Terry Rozier. Oh my god. I know, know y'all saw what he did to that boy. I don't know who was trying to defend him, but they might as well have disappeared. Oh, oh, oh. that's what you're not gonna do. You're not gonna talk about my man who was defending him. Just talk about the buckets who, that he who was had. The, because, I, I put a name on man, him. Listen, listen. Who was, who was the man, defender? He only scored on my man twice. Who was the defender? Who's your man? You you know who my man is. So you're gonna disrespect <laughs> man on this podcast. He hit a tough bucket at the end of the game when he was on five. He did right. hit the tough bucket, but but Terry Rozier gets that. He did. I don't even know what you call it because it was kind of like a sham guy. But he did it because sham guy. You got usually got to use one hand and then pull back yeah. with the other. He used just one hand. And he just like spun the ball in a way, and then he pulled it back. And then he pulled up. I mean, oh, you talking about that play? My guy, my that's guy it, yeah, that singular play. I, I don't know, homie, that was guarding. Yeah, right whoever there. was guarding yeah. him on that play got toasted. <laughs> I mean, I think that was Drew Holiday, brother. Or something. Oh, <laughs> why you what? just throw the Holiday under the bus like that? Well, no, he tough. Don't get it messed up, homie. Tough. I yeah, love this he's, game. He's tough, and then yeah, he got yeah. cooked. But nah, that play, <laughs> that play from Terry gets my sir. Real quick, the Hornets are here. I love what the Hornets are doing. That is a great team. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to make some noise. I can't wait to see what they do for the next three years. LaMelo's an all-star. You heard it here first. OD. Well, my certified bucket was going to be DeMar DeRozan, but the more I said it, the less I liked it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going with? So, so, I'm actually going to go. You're so annoying. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm actually going to go with Damian Lillard, okay? There Look, we go. Dame time, the Dame Western Conference Player down. of the Week. Good Listen, pick. everybody who knows me knows I love me some Dame time. I would love to get him in New York by any means necessary. Not mm-hmm. quite sure how that's going to happen without having to unload the entire house, but I will figure out a way. Circle back with me in a couple of months. But listen, Dame is playing incredible basketball, 28 points per game, eight and a half assists per game, roughly. I mean, he's just, again, he's just really the focus and holding down that Portland Trailblazers team. He deserves a team that is going to make some noise for the long term in the postseason only Dame can save himself but I do have to respect the fact that he is on a mission to make that situation work he believes in that city he believes in that team at least for now and I mean if you believe Carmelo and some of the other players who said that they have they have spoken to him he has no intentions of leaving Portland and he really wants to make it work and I guess he has no intentions of winning the championship either that's not nice Christian it's not my job ain't to be nice it's to keep it real Dame I'm sorry you ain't gonna win a chip in Portland they don't know how to build around you they don't got the pieces to get the pieces that you need to win the ring, man. I'm sorry. Well, listen, the West whenever, whenever he does decide that he wants to go ahead and, and, and move on, nobody can say he wasn't loyal and that he didn't. Yes, I'm saying, no, he could just, like, listen, not everybody wins a championship. You know what I'm saying? Chuck didn't win a ring. John Stockton didn't win a ring. Dame will He's end still, up at, Is Dame still a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. No, right. no questions. You know what I'm saying? You just, you don't get Mount Rushmore status. You know what I'm listen, saying? Listen, championships after each season, they're on to the next team. Hall of Fame is forever. So. These are facts. Well, listen, what's not forever is this podcast because that is a wrap for this episode of Certified hey, Buckets. Oh, right on man. time. My food just pulled up outside. What's up? Uh, what, what happened to the eating, eight man? pounds? Are you what eating you salad? Eating, I ordered, you, I ordered you some good. Gain. Nah, check it. Check it here. You know what I'm saying? I got me a quinoa salad. I got me some roasted chicken and I got me some roasted Brussels sprouts. Stop playing. I'm here. I'm told you Certified Sexy Summer is loading. You I can't stand it. Well, on that note... Make sure you guys do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button, rate five stars, and drop a review if you're listening on Apple. And don't forget to shoot your shot on social media at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets. And we are on all social media platforms. We want to hear from you. And if you come correct or you're toxic enough, you might just hear your next comment or your comments on the next show. 
before we wrap, fellas, any final thoughts? Um, honestly, man, it's, it's an honor to be on this show with you guys. I, I appreciate your knowledge of the game and everybody's have a safe Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, you know. Lethal, we right. appreciate you, man. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Happy we Turkey Day. We appreciate you, Lethal. We know you could be working with a bunch of different shooters right oh, now. Oh, my goodness, you choosing the I'm saying you ain't talking with us. Nah, man, I appreciate you guys. I also want to always... use this moment to say happy Thanksgiving and go Cowboys. Until next oh week. Oh, my gosh. We are don't, out. Don't Peace. cook mac and cheese if you don't have it in your wheelhouse, people. <laughs> if you don't have to do this. And that's, and that's the end of the show. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>